Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right, hey, oh, whoa, whoa, what's going on? What's up, what's up? A little Tuesday, Tuesday action, Tuesday edition of the Taz Show coming at you right now live. So thank you if you're listening live at radio.com app. The radio.com app is a cool way to listen to the show live or at tazshow.com. Maybe you're listening live there. You could be watching live there. I appreciate that also. Maybe you're checking out the audio on demand, the podcast version of the show at Spotify. Tune in, play it. Or iTunes. Any way you're doing that, I appreciate it very much. Thanks so much for supporting the show. And I want to thank all you guys for supporting the three-hour post-show that I did right after WrestleMania on CBS Sports Radio and on a bunch of uh, CBS Radio broadcast stations and over 300 affiliates that are connected with and doing business with CBS Sports Radio. I appreciate all that support. The, From what I understand, the post-show that I did was uh, that we did here, my team and I, was a very successful and um, and I'm very proud of that. And thanks to you guys for listening live or watching live on Sunday. It was awesome. A lot of people were like, oh my God, what are you going to do? You're coming up live at 11 p.m. Eastern and WrestleMania is going to run late. It's going to run late. It's going to run late. I told you, don't sweat it because I don't sweat it. Don't mean nothing. I could do it. It's not a problem. It's real simple. I watch the match while I talk. It's very easy. I did that for a lot of years. Did pretty pretty well at it. Anyway, so that's the deal on that. If you want to call the show, it's a very simple process. We have a lot to cover here. Raw was last night, three-hour extravaganza. A lot of stuff to cover in that. Uh, also, Mike Johnson will be on a little later on with the PW Insider Report. I kind of got a bug up my ass today. I'm a little, uh, a little, little pissed off. For the first time, it has nothing to do with anyone that's on my team on this show. Usually, I'm mad at one of them. So they're all running around the dandelions in, in the fields, jumping around, clicking their heels together. So they're happy because whenever I point my, you know, whenever someone else is in my crosshairs from this company, they get very happy. If you want to call the show, you can do that. It's a very, very simple process. Attention hotline fans. All you got to do is dial 866-475-2948. I'll say it slower. 866 475 Two nine four eight. I'll do it even one more time for you, and I'll even back it up. Eight six six four seven five two nine four eight. I'm right, welcoming the show real quick. The audio producer of the show. He's a star of the show. Thank you, Cowboy. Cowboy just handed me some papers. Full disclosure here. Cowboy. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> I want to welcome in the show, the order producer of the show. He's waiting for his his, his intro. Timber! Uh, Dennis Jones, they're coming to Lumberjack. Hello. Good moment. This I, I know right off the bat, this is going to be one of the best shows <laughs> we've ever done together. Oh, you're happy, buddy. 
I, I'm, I'm excited. You're happy, you know, because why? Because you're not in the crosshairs. No one else is. You know who's in the crosshairs. The, I do. The division in this company that's in the crosshairs. I'm not even mad at one guy. I'm yeah, mad at a whole a, division. It's a whole floor. It's, it really is. I mean, it's like it's a whole. I guess I should get it out of the way before I talk about Raw. Or should I do it later? Uh, no, get it out of the way now. Cleanse your palate, and then we can emails get into the were sent by me shooting off emails, bro. All caps, caps, bold, italics, underlined, everything. Yes, yes. So, um, basically, uh, before I get on with the show, I want to let you guys know. Okay, okay. So, it could be a little convoluted. It could be a little confusing. I'm not going to take up a lot of your time telling you, but I want to address it because it was something. Not that it's not a major thing, but something that was tweeted out publicly the other day by a couple of the social media accounts from CBS Sports and CBS Local. That's another division of the company. There's several divisions. CBS, as you guys know, is just a monster, huge company. There's CBS Radio. There's CBS Digital. There's CBS Local. There's CBS Sports. There's CBS Sports Radio. There's CBS Net- Sports Network. Uh, Dennis, did I miss any? I mean, there's Play It. There's, I mean, uh, there's too many, so you're probably going to miss one. <laughs> right. So what happens is there, there's uh, sometimes, because you know, there's a lot of boards, there's not one guy in charge of all this. You know, there's like there's not one girl or guy. You know, you know there's, a, there's a bunch of different divisions with different bosses and different heads of state. And most of these people, I don't even know, never even met in my life. Seriously. And Lord knows they're not looking to meet me. I can promise you that. But the problem is for you, the public, you don't understand. Okay, you people. Okay. No, the re- I'm joking about the you people. But you, you guys don't understand. And why would you? You guys hear CBS. You just think, all right, CBS. Taz versus CBS. Also, CBS, one of the Twitter accounts tweeted uh, the other day that the Hardys will not be at WrestleMania. They are going to stay at Ring of Honor. And Taz is tagged on the tweet. Taz supports this. Um, uh, not today. No, that's not true. For those that are regular listeners or viewers of this show know that I said what last week, Dennis? You said if the Hardy Boys lose, well, the Hardys. I didn't say if, sir. I made a prediction. Unlike you, which I'm going to get into in a little while, I please share my prediction, sir. When the Hardy Boys lose at Ring of well, the Broken Hardys in Ring of Honor, they will appear... At WrestleMania. In the Raw ladder match. I didn't say they were going to win the belts, but I did say they would appear. I did say they were going to lose those Ring of Honor titles. And, I did, and I'm not, look, I don't want to sit and say I'm always right because I'm not always right. And I'm proud of not always being right because I don't get, uh, I don't take information from anywhere else. I just form my own thoughts. And I'm going to get into that later on too. There's a lot to cover here. And I told you, I got to bug up my ass and I'm trying to pull that bug right out of my ass right now. It's hard. Well, it's not a hard bug, but it's hard to... You get the drift. Let me back up a little bit. So, so here's the thing. Pins and needles. Needles and pins, right? It's a happy man. Play grace. that bed under you yeah, throughout I the course just, of the show. I just need, like, I need like nice, loving music. In the, so, so here's the thing. I, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to come out and explode. I didn't. I didn't want to do this. I really didn't. Okay. I got to get it out, though. It's therapeutic. It's therapeutic for me. So, I was tagged on a tweet that... One of the good people at CBS is coming. One of the CBS, a couple of the CBS social media accounts, as I walk through the streams of life and the lakes and the ponds, I feel like I wanted to run my face into 
one of the Lumberjacks chainsaws when I saw this tweet that I was tagged on that the Hardy Boys will not be at WrestleMania and they've re-signed with Ring of Honor. I don't know why I was tagged on it. I shouldn't have been. There was an article, I think Jeff was interviewed in this article. I had nothing to do with the article. Absolutely nothing. I would have never said something like that because I knew it wasn't true. But for some reason, I was put in this thing. And I was really angry about this until about 20 seconds ago. God, I hope Dennis doesn't fall asleep during this. It's too relaxing. And he's, this, he, is, this is very peaceful. And you had a big breakfast, so you're carved out. I mean, that's nothing new. This is awesome, actually. Should be the new. I'm getting rid of Bazanji. Hey, hey Bazanji, can you, can can you, you drop some lines on top of this? Can you drop a little wrap up this, homie? So I was tagged on this, Minister. And I shouldn't have been, Father. I should not have been tagged on it. I have nothing to do with what these people said. But it's CBS times. You work for them. I know. I know I do, but I don't have anything to do with what they're doing with wrestling stuff. I don't dislike those people. Some of them think they're experts. That's fine. Take a bump. Bleed. Break a bone. Tear a muscle. Miss a big family event. Sit in a production meeting. An agent meeting. Work at several WrestleManias. Put three decades in. Then say you're an expert. Until then, you're not. Those are facts. DJ, DJ's running off the show. Um, dude, this should be the whole first segment. I, I think uh, this helps me. <laughs> I can tell. <sighs> All right, enough, 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 enough. So I, that that's the problem. I had nothing to do with that tweet. Okay. Did I handle this okay? <laughs> it was funny. The music ended, and your voice instantly just <sighs> went back up. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, you handled it. I don't know it. Appropriately, too. I thought it was going to be much worse. If there ever is some kind of connectivity with myself and these other folks in CBS, different divisions, in regards to wrestling coverage, I will be the first to tell you right here on the Taz Show. I will let you all know that, that I am involved with them. Right now, I am not. That doesn't mean you shouldn't read or support their coverage. But I am telling you, I have nothing to do with it. No matter if I'm tagged on a tweet or not, I have nothing to do with it. And why am I bringing this up? Because my credibility is very important to me. Because I, I don't know a lot about a lot of things. When it comes to the business, I'm, I'm proud to say I think I do. I should hope so anyway, after all the years. So, And I'm not always right, which leads me, before I talk about Raw and stuff that happened to Manny and all this jazz, and take your phone calls because the lines are jamming up, I, I also want to address... The ginger in the room, and that's Dennis Jones, the producer. So this is a perfect conversation, quickly, quick conversation for me to lead into this. Sure. Many of your predictions come out to be correct. I, I continue. 
No, 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 sir. No, no, my father. You've already started playing your stream music again here. So, no, no. So no, you're, you're, no, no, no. You're, you're right now. Your ass cheeks are tightening up. I could tell. Oh, I can see what you. I can see. Yeah. I've been hanging out with my buddy Lou Sass. Hey, that's my shoot name now. Don't be sharing my kayfabe <laughs> business, Lou Sass. So, you a lot of your predictions are right a lot of the times as of late. And I start to think like last night I'm watching Raw, and I'm listening to my old friend Paul Heyman cut this promo with my other old friend Brock Lesnar, and I hear Paul direct all of his attention towards Roman Reigns. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And me, like everybody in that arena last night in Orlando, is thinking, I want to see Finn Balor. Their chant for Finn Balor, and Paul kind of ignored their chance. I've done business for a lot of years with Paul in front of a live crowd on a microphone behind the scenes. I kind of know how he reacts to things. And I'm thinking, once Paul did not react to the Finn Balor stuff, and then we saw Finn come out later to tag up with the guy who injured him, which is interesting enough, I started thinking about one guy. You know who that was? I think you're going to say me. Yeah, you, sir. You. Yep. Yeah. I thought about the lumberjack, Dennis Jones, because I'm like, how did this guy know this? Oh, you're nervous. I don't hear any little sound effect Not bits in now. the least. Nothing. Ha ha now. Ah, nothing. Right? <laughs> ha ha. Yeah, now. That calming music wasn't for ha ha. That was to calm you. <laughs> Look, I don't know why I'm doing this right now. I was trying to do like, you caught me in the middle. I was doing Crosshead Jones. That's my new thing. Crosshead Jones. And now we're back to normal. Now we're back to normal. I'm going to start doing this. No one's ever done that. <laughs> so, so, um,. <laughs> Yeah, now you know, and now we're back to business. <laughs> no, because I, I then I start to think, and I did a little research. I'm like, I know what Dennis is doing. Dennis is cheating on me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, you are. You are getting your information from other shows. <laughs> no, you can laugh where you are. This is. Okay, I'm gonna no, let you continue before you're, I rebuttal. Because this one's good. You're getting all your information from these other guys, like Mike Johnson too. You're getting information from Mike Johnson. Because, see, and I, and I love Mike, and he'll be on a little while. And I'll, if Mike wants to talk about it, I'll talk to Mike about it. Because Mike doesn't listen to the show, only when he's on. He listens like 10 minutes before he does. He's just done. Let me see if Taz is burying me. And Taz is burying you now. I heard you so, talk about Raw. <laughs> yeah. So, so, no. But a lot of these guys, and I tell you, you fans, you know, if you're going to get information, don't get it from copy-paste site. Don't do that. Get it from real people, and and real people are people at PW Insider, or even a Meltzer or a Keller. These are real guys. These are real people that cover the business, and I, I don't I don't have any disrespect for them, but a lot of them what they do, and I don't. There's no knock on this. Has been done in sports for years, for for politics for years. They get information from people f from within that share that information. Dennis, I hope you're paying attention. I know I'm you're working. Full-blown listening But this listening part's very important. So what they do is that's a completely different deal than having a source than forming your own opinion. Agreed. Okay? I, what, I'm not saying those guys like Mike and company don't, don't form their own opinions, but a lot of their stuff, and they'll be the first to admit it, they have sources. Okay? Flag Jones problems just rip the friggin thing down the flag the flag oh, sorry. <laughs> just rip it down i thought you're calling a flag let's rip it down no no it goes back up it's a taz okay. flag i got it anyway so so 
there's a big difference from forming an opinion or getting a source. I have no problem with people who have sources that are a report that re- reporters on a business, and some of you fans enjoy getting the inside tip, what really is going on. But guess what? I have some breaking news. And it's for you, Dennis. Some of the fans of my show actually don't want to hear inside stuff that's from someone writing something from an agent meeting or a producer meeting. Some of the fans of this show actually like, and I think it's fun, to see what happens on their own or hear someone like me organically give my thoughts of what might happen from my experience. And I, what I mean by that, bro, I don't listen to that stuff. Not that I don't, not that I don't respect those guys. Flag Jones too. <laughs> I told you, rip it down. It's a problem with the Velcro. So I have a problem with people like you, Dennis, that get information from them that you know they're getting inside information from guys who wrap things out from the company, from sources and stooge things off, and then you come on here and act like it's your own <laughs> genius. Oh, you're laughing because you're nervous. No, I'm not nervous at all. I actually, this is you're there nervous. are. I will readily admit there are times when you when you have an angle like this. There are nervous isn't the right word, oh but I, I'm, I'm so unsure. I, I think your hamstring. Is no, 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 just I'm not. No, I'm not backtracking you, at all. Because I tore your hamstring. No, <laughs> I'm not backtracking at all. Because I've said on this show, definitely on air, and I've said it off air. I don't like reading the dirt sheets because I don't. I'm one of the fans that don't like knowing what happens. I've said it a hundred times. The problem is, is your your booking is creative, and you've said it to me on air where I I do simple. Basic, easy storytelling. God, now, us. now, last night, what is the easiest? What's the easiest route for Brock oh, Lesnar? Bro. The, and Paul even said the 20, 23 and two. Oh, I have yeah. to address. I said that. I said exactly that at the oh, WrestleMania special. I said, "Who are the two? I said, "Isn't that the easy storyline?" Oh, and the Finn, the Finn storyline coming back. I mean, that was, bro. It didn't take. I mean, Stevie Wonder could have predicted that. Oh. Saw that coming a mile away. Oh, I don't know what understand what a man who can't see has something to do. That's, I, that's I, how obvious that I, was. I get he, the joke. So you're attacking people who can't see. Okay, got very it. So much. I just so. want to make sure I understand what's going on. Good job, Minister. But here, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. All of what you just said is the biggest load of hogwash I've heard. Not even close. Oh, it's hogwash. I, I don't read dirt sheets. Yeah. I don't listen. The only, the only. So you and Paul Heyman are in the same mindset as far as creative wrestling minds. No, absolutely not. I'm well, not saying that in the least. Implied. You just said that. But that, Paul, see, because, Paul, Paul because I happened to make a prediction and got it right. Now all of a sudden, no, you get a lot of the predictions right. No, I and, don't. And, and and it's what no because what you had said, guys that are reporters actually been saying that about Brock and Roman for WrestleMania next year for a while now, aren't they? I never said Roman and Brock. Oh uh, yeah, I did. Uh-huh. But that's you got to think. This show is dedicated to like the hardcore wrestling, the, the inside baseball wrestling fans. Well, this show, the Tash show. Yes. Well, it is. Yeah, but, but there well, are. I mean, people. you you obviously cover a multitude of things, but hardcore fans love listening in because of your breakdown. I'm coming from a from a fan perspective, which mm-hmm. I make no bones about. Right. But I also think simplistically, where WrestleMania is meant for a mass audience. They mm. they set a Citrus Bowl record. They how many. 
how many people watch it? Millions. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me interrupt you. Stop. So, so what are you are you saying to me? It's, it sounds like what I'm saying, what I'm hearing is, um, and I've been guilty of hearing my own things sometimes. But this is what it sounds like you're saying, that you think very simplistic, like some of casual fans. Let me finish, and I think too inside where it can get a little bit overthinking like i'm overbooking is that what you're accusing me of no not overbooking i i every time you come up with an angle you always like you like that and, I, and you say oh the wheels and i say but then why I, did I always you attack give you credit my finn balor concept because you're saying anybody could have saw that and i so, didn't attack your finn balor on, but i'm but defending most, mine hold on bro that's the most simplistic booking that's the most simple story the man got injured he had to relinquish his title they did this with naomi and it worked and it's proper. She got hurt. She had to hand over the title. She came back quick. She came back, and she won the title. That's good business. That's smart, simple business. That's why I said it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not attacking you for that. But what I'm attacking you is you're a little bit sneaky. Yes. <laughs> not yes. even close. No, to true. you're a little sneaky. Yeah. Not yeah. even you're a little. You're a little sneaky. Yeah. I know what's going on, dude. I know what's going on. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. I know what's going on. Anything else you want to say before I move on to Raw? Because this is not over. Oh, I mean. It's I'll, not over. I'm just telling you. We'll go as Raw continue as, as you break down Raw further. Because I, A, I didn't predict the Hardys. You did. So, that, so right, like, you're making it sound. Well, according to CBS Sports Twitter account. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I, no, I thought the Hardys. The, I would venture fun. to say that I get a lot of my predictions wrong. Uh, red herrings, those are. Yeah, yeah, 80% of the things I say are wrong just for the... Yeah, those are red herrings, yeah. But you're, you're trying to work me. Not in the least, man. I'm just telling not you, son. I'm just telling you, okay? I, you think you think inside my head? You know how I am? I'm not even inside my head. No, but you know I, I'm a conspiracy theory psycho. Time, it's horrible. Time. No, I know. It's horrible. I'm really... I'm really it's, I get out of control. I do. I know I do. My wife gets so mad at me all the time. I, it's one of the things I hate about myself. But I, I, it's just from, I'm from this business that like, I don't believe or trust anything. And I'm telling you, I got my eyes on I, you, bro. And that's fine. I got my eyes on you, and I'm on to you. And I got people that are watching you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Will you stop? I got people watching you, bro. Ed Snowden, you. you got guys checking out my internet. Sorry, but I can't drop names. But I'm just telling you, I know what's going on. And I got, a, I got, a, I got people you don't know about. That, like, that, that, no, that, that, that are double checking some stuff for me. Like Luke Harper's entrance, all eyes are welcome. Yeah. And you remember he had the worms in the ring? I didn't like that. Yeah, but you are a worm. Okay, <laughs> that's what it is. That's the segment. A worm's not a rat or a mole, so I'll take that. Yeah, good point. I agree with that. You don't want to be a rat. Anyway, uh, I'm watching you, and that's that. So, Raw, okay, listen, I think the Raw, the start of Raw, uh, from, from the cold up with the Undertaker career, deal was awesomely done it wasn't too long it was respectful it was well deserved and it was very very cool the way raw started was even more cool okay with the people in that att in attendance at that building uh chanting uh roman socks so before that undertaker they were chanting that for like ever seeing how to go for nine ten minutes it was crazy and then the timing of roman's music hitting and coming out and that place just booing Oh, my God, it was gold. Oh, so well done. The announcers laying out, not saying nothing. Gold, Jerry, gold. Okay, oh, man, it was just perfectly done. Uh, I would have went with Roman as a full-blown heel. Um, I don't know what they're doing. It seems like they're dipping around that baby, that, that gray area with him still. 
I even tweeted he should have came out wearing the Undertaker's hat. Where and, and smirking and smiling. I like that he sat in the ring, stood in the ring, and he didn't say nothing. They kept burying him to fans, and the announcer said nothing. I loved all that, and I even liked that his promo was basically one sentence. It's my yard now, and I love that promo. But I think he should have more of a smirking, eating <laughs> grin on his face. And I think that uh, the Undertaker hat on his head would have been great. It just would have really pissed people off more. But I, I don't think they're going that route. I don't think they're going where he's a full-blown heel. Because I, I, I think that, um, you know, they would have went a little bit more with him smirking or laughing about this. Again, the promo was perfect. Simple promo, one sentence, done. It was great. It really was. And I, I, I'm actually more excited about Roman Reigns now. Well, I should say I was during Raw. Until Paul said what he said. I, I'm not interested in seeing Paul. I'm sorry. I'm not interested in seeing uh, Brock, I should say. And um, and Roman. I'm just not. That's just my opinion. I want to see Finn and Brock. I wanted to see Finn and Kevin Owens. I think I got to let this go. This is like my best. Those that are longtime fans of the show. Those that remember. I was going on and on about the best three out of five. You guys know. You remember. <laughs> it was. Uh, I think it was Cesaro and Kevin Owens. I wanted to have this three out of five. This is before, like, Kevin Owens was Universal Champ. And people were like, they're not pushing Kevin Owens. They're not pushing Cesaro. No, wait. I, they weren't pushing Cesaro. I think Kevin Owens might have been the U.S. Champ then or something. I, I think those are the guys I had in the match. And I kept saying, three out of five, three out of five. And, and it didn't happen. So, I, but I stick to my convictions. That's what I do. I stick to my convictions. I stick to what I want. And a lot of times it doesn't happen. So, <laughs> we saw that last night because we saw uh, Finn Balor. You know, who we got an amazing pop, and it was great to see Finn. Um, and what a great match. I mean, the tag match was awesome. You know, and I like that the announcers did point out the fact that this is the guy who they had to, that Seth Rollins was the guy that, you know, got injured against with his shoulder and all that crap. That was during that time when a lot of fans and experts were saying, Roman Reigns, I'm sorry, Seth Rollins is dangerous. He's dangerous. Remember that? Remember that died? Remember that? Remember that thing that died that no one talked about? And that your boy right here was the guy screaming from jump? That's a load of bullshit. Remember that? And I'm telling you, the guy ain't dangerous. No one talks about him being dangerous no more. Nobody. No. Please. <sighs> Bad mood today. John of Virginia, you're on the Taz Show. What's going on, buddy? Good moment, Taz. Good moment. Good moment, Pat. Uh, talk about Raw. Yes, sir. A little bit. Yes, sir. Um, Roman Reigns is never going to be liked. <laughs> I I think you're right. After WrestleMania, it's obvious, I guess. I think you're right. And uh, I think Enzo and Cass are long overdue for a title reign. I don't agree with that. Um, I don't. Yeah. And I'll, t- I'll tell you why, John. We're both entitled to our opinions, but I don't agree right, with that yeah. o- only because. I think that um, those are the type of guys because they both can talk and they have a great. I talk a lot about connectivity, as you know. They those two cats have a great connectivity to the audience. They also are overexposed on TV, meaning that they just have they're on TV, they're on promo spots, they 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 got commercial spots. They they're the new day. 
you know, and and, and and it's no knock on New Day, and it's no knock on them, but I'm just saying you don't need to have titles, in my professional opinion, on guys that are, are living on your TV nonstop. You don't. You know, I'm not saying the Hardys need those titles either. I think it was a cool moment for the Hardys. I think somehow, some way, though, uh, John, I think Cesaro and Sheamus end up with those titles. That's what I think happens. I see what you're saying. Because they, they need the titles. You seem you. like you don't agree. No, I, I see what you're saying. Oh, no, but if you don't agree, that's okay. You know? No, yeah. But you, you, you're you fans of Enzo and Cass. That's why you're saying this? Or, or yeah, what's... I like Enzo and Cass. I do, too. Yeah, I do, too. Go ahead. And uh, just from uh, his demeanor, I think uh, Finn Balor is probably going to turn on Seth Rollins here soon. Uh, you know, join, go ahead. And join uh, Owens and Samoa Joe. Yeah, that that could be what they're cooking. That, that could definitely be what they're cooking. I mean, I think some people are speculating that. Uh, thank you, John, for calling. I mean, we're going to go to break here. Maybe Dennis could check with one of the other wrestling reporters on if that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other side of break, I'm going to uh, give you a lot of thoughts on Raw. More thoughts, I should say. We're going to take some more phone calls. Uh, and I'll get in-depth into this haughty thing. Matt and Jeff, are they broken? Are they not? Why are they not broken? All the speculation, impact lawsuit, all this stuff. If you watch Raw Talk, you got your answer. Tash Show, be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Ah, uh, yeah. All right. Well, checking out some stuff on Twitter during the break, and uh, no surprise. I was watching, looking at some stuff on Twitter, then I lost the internet. Went to that in a second. But uh, Dennis, the producer of the show, the Lumberjack, getting attacked and destroyed on Twitter because people realized, because I mentioned it, the gig is up to Dennis Jones. People realize that he's reading all the dirt sheets. And he's cheating on me, and he's getting all this information and then acting like an expert when we have fun with predictions. So what's going to happen is uh, you, Dennis, are going to end up in the corner on a timeout, and you're not going to be part of prediction shows anymore. And all that fun that we have on this show, when Katie's here and Anthony jumps on or Seth comes in, uh, you are not going to be allowed to partake because you think you're, you want to you cheat. So, yeah. So you're going to be sitting in the corner like a little chubby kid and eating a bologna sandwich and a Twinkie. That doesn't sound like a punishment. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You're gonna, it's timeout Jones. That's it's, what's going to happen. It's weird. For for as often as I cheat, I have yet to get any of uh, any of the predictions we do. You've consistently beat me. Like, I haven't won anything. The only thing I was confident in was the Jack Gallagher thing, because obviously that was hysterical. Well, red herrings by you. <laughs> you want to do the job. I don't. You do, but you make sure you bring it home on the big ones, because you're getting information that people aren't following. They're getting stooges tell them, and then you're reiterating it on my show. I don't appreciate it. Which, which big ones have I nailed? Oh, look, I don't have time for this, sir. I'm trying to get the internet to work here. I'm having a problem. What? Why? And why? The monitor wasn't working before. It's working now. And this friggin'... I want to talk about Hardy's here in a second. I right, Dude, please. I, I, I'm, try, I'm having a problem here with this. Hold on a second. Give me a second. So... Dude, I want to take a friggin' machine gun and I want to spray this place. Uh, not the people, all the equipment. I, 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 I'm not looking to shoot anyone. I want to shoot the equipment. I want to just take a friggin' Tommy gun. Yeah, da, 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 and just, 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 
I just want to shoot everything in here. I just want to shoot it up. Everything. I come in here, the friggin' the TV's not working. I can't be updated. I got the internet going down. Spray the joint. Tell me. Sickness. I need help. <laughs> Please help. None of us want to get shot. <sighs> anyway, so look at Hardy's. What's going on? Are they broken? Are they not broken? Get to the phones in a second. They're not broken. One Hardy is, the other one's not. Jeff is not Brother Nero, but Matt is broken Matt Hardy, even though they're not saying it. It's a little confusing what they're doing. They got the old Hardy Boy music. I talked on the special. Please change the music. They didn't change the music. Um, they, these guys are, you know, veterans. They're not B-O-Y-Z boys. I love the Hardys, but come on. They, they even joked, Matt and Jeff joked on Raw Talk saying, well, we're kind of the Hardys men now. We have families. You know, like, you know they were joking about it. And and uh, the, all can aside, uh, and I love I love Matt and Jeff. You guys know that. I mean, and, and have nothing but respect for them. Wrestled them, know them for years. Worked in WWE for years with them, and in TNA with them. And Matt's been on my show several times. And and um, and the last time Matt was on, he was broken Matt Hardy. And while he was on the show, the whole show, he stayed in character. Yes. And that was the. One of the most impressive things for me as a host of a show was that when Matt came on that he stayed in character and anything Matt does, used to do, I should say, with the broken character, he stayed in character. And I remember talking to Matt um, beforehand, before he came on the show, uh, uh, in a text and thanked him after he came on. And I was said, bro, I'm so impressed you stay in the gimmick. And he goes... That that's what I'm trying to do. He you know he he acknowledged he wants to. It's old school. It's an old school thing. Well, I was checking out on the weekend. Um, I'm sorry, not, not the weekend. Yesterday, I'm losing my days because we didn't work yesterday. Some stuff on social media from WWE, and they had Matt and Jeff talking about their you know winning the uh, tag team titles, and Matt wasn't in the gimmick. He wasn't acting like Broken Matt Hardy. He would throw little words in here and there. You know, marvelous. That was wonderful. Like that, but he wasn't doing a full bore. And I'm like, oh, man. Either it's that lawsuit thing, which I don't know if it's that, or WWE wants to rebrand them maybe. I think that's what it is. Uh, a lot of people think, that's oh, the lawsuit. It's the lawsuit. Well, yeah, I, look, uh, maybe there's some truth to that. I think the word broken, and I've talked about this. I don't think WWE can use the word broken. I don't think WWE needs to use the word broken. I think WWE has the resources, and uh, they can be creative enough to come up with another word to describe Matt and Jeff. The thing that has me a little perplexed, I'm just being honest, is that Jeff is acting and his performing like in character, like the charismatic enigma Jeff Hardy, which is great. I love Jeff. Big fan. Always been. And Matt is acting with the hair and a little bit like broken Matt Hardy. So it's a little bit, well, if there's a lawsuit, why is one acting like the broken character and the other one's not? Like, I'm a little confused. And I'm not blaming Matt and Jeff. I think there's a little mi mixed signals right now um, from WWE and them. Uh, from what I understand, I've heard that they're very, very happy, Matt and Jeff, right now. Not just because they're the champions, but um, the way WWE's treating them in the short time that they're back. And they are home. And I think it's great that they're home. And I think they're going to do great there. I really do. 
I'm just giving my observations of what I think is going on there. And I've watched Raw Talk, okay? And if you watch Raw Talk, again, Matt and Jeff were on there. They were great. They were themselves. They were natural. They were real. Um, Renee Young, uh, it was, I don't know if she was fed the question, but it, it was a question to see how they would react. And she was like, what have you guys been up to lately? And that's like, you know, don't ask me that. You know, because you know I'm not allowed to say things because I'm going to get heat here. Don't ask me that. Don't put me on a spot. Let's, if we're going to shoot, let me shoot. You know, so go back and watch. Matt answered that thing. Oh, wow. I was so happy for him and proud of him. What an answer he gave. He said, well, we've been in several different promotions and winning championships. That's been our goal. That's been our quest. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. But he handled it like a true pro. I think the question was unfair. I do. Fans like the question because, oh, he's going to say TNA. He's going to say Ring of Honor. He can't. He didn't say it because he can't. It's not Matt's fault. Don't ask the question. <laughs> Don't ask him the question. And it's not even Renee's fault. Let's be frank. Someone's feeding you those questions. Please. Mike, Brooklyn, Taz Show, what's up? Mike. Mike! Mike, I'm screaming at you. Hello? Michael. Mike on once. Mike on twice. Mike, thanks for coming. All right, there you go. See how quick I can do that? Leave that in the audio on demand. I want people to hear what happens when I don't get a call, how cool I am about it. That was. That was amazing. I, um. What? If we, can we transition for a second? Oh, you're not going to change those sound effect, are you? No, 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 no. Oh, I, I did say the T word, <laughs> but I'm not going to know. This is actually oh, semi-serious. No. Okay. Yeah. Schefter just tweeted that Tony Romo is leaving football and going into the broadcasting, broadcasting booth. Yeah, I know. Tony told me. Oh, well, no. <laughs> he is. He's, really, he's going, he's, he's leaving football. That, I mean, Schefter just doesn't tweet anything. He's top of the line. He's Mr. Inside. That's my football guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, Schefter's another guy. Let me sidetrack from the hardest for a minute. He's another guy, the Adam Schefter, if that is his real name. I, that's a work name. Rumor has it he's got a, he's got a fake wig, too. That's, he's bald, actually. It's a wig he wears. So that's another guy that doesn't form an opinion. He has a magical iPhone that people just tweet him information and stooge things. That it, it really is incredible. No, but that that's the same with a lot of reporters in wrestling. They're not forming opinions. They're just and that's just it's, there's a place for that in the sports world, the wrestling world, the news world, the the po politi the political world, the the entertainment world. Of course, that people like that. A lot of people do. Shefty is not uh, 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 forming his own opinions. It's whatever someone stooged off. I'm not a stooge, sir. Nobody accused you of stooging. I know. Where's Mike in Brooklyn? He's gone. <laughs> Poor bastard. What happened to him? Mike, you're in New York, but not Brooklyn. You're on the Taz Show. What's up? Hi, how are you? How are you, pal? I'm good. I got uh, two quick questions that I want to put you in uh Viking both over. I think Viking's your best uh, co-host you've had so far. I think the Viking is awesome. I agree. Yes. What else? And I'm probably a jujitsu blue belt because of watching you at ECW. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Well, my questions are, why don't you think you and Raven ever wrestled uh, the belt in ECW? I think Raven's the best mind in wrestling ever. 
Uh, I don't know if he's the best mind in wrestling ever. I think he had a good mind. I don't know about the rest, best mind in wrestling ever, but I think Scotty or Raven and I, uh, I think we both kind of did well as sig- singles wrestlers. You know what I mean, Mike? I think that Paul wanted to maximize on our ability as individual talents that had really we really didn't really cross paths much, you know? So I think that helped the depth of the locker room instead of putting two power single guys, acts that they were pushing together as a team. It kind of would put too many eggs in one basket you, you get my drift i get that i just i think it would have been cool to see your guys have a program together but we did it in, you mean as tag team you're talking about no no i mean one-on-one oh I, you said tag team I, I thought you said tag team oh no i, I didn't mean time out for the for the belt for the i've been belt. hitting the head a lot bro i could have sworn you said tag team. oh that's a different story that that i hear you that that um some people wondered that too yeah i don't know um you know i, I would have loved to have done business with, with raven shaw i mean I think that he was so ingrained with the programs with other guys, and, and they had these deep stories and stuff like that with stuff with Sandman and Tommy and all that. Um, right. And I was kind of on the, the Sabu side of things, and we were doing that. And But, uh, you know, he, he's a guy I would have loved to have done a real program with. You know, I mean, but we were both real type A personalities back then. We probably would have clashed yeah. a little bit, but I think we had mutual respect. I respect Raven. I, I, I like him very much. I haven't seen him in a long time, but uh, I always – I've had a lot of good times with him, you know. So um, – him and uh, Mike, him and uh, Justin Credible. Remember Justin Credible? Yep, I, he's awesome. Oh uh, yeah, no doubt. He's another guy. I never really had a program. What I would have loved to back then, uh, because I thought that he really was cranking up and a tremendous talent. Uh, Mike, I gotta let you bounce, but thanks for calling. Oh, I had one more question. Oh yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Um, do you think that Dale's page should have mentioned uh, Canyon in his Hall of Fame speech? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean. Um... I mean, I didn't think of it personally. Now that you're saying it, I didn't think of that. But I think anytime someone makes a Hall of Fame speech, Mike, you know, it's like it's their time, and there's a lot of people. You know, Dallas had a long career. It's tough to. I don't want to be rude and say it's tough to remember everybody. You know what I mean? But it's tough to go into. He was up there for a long time, dude. You know, so you know, I I, I didn't think of that right away. Dennis, did that jump out to you? Or didn't even notice it. But to, to your point, you're thanking so many people. People are gonna. I don't want to say get lost in the shuffle, but, you know, you've got a limited amount of time. See, that's the difference with me. And, Mike, thanks for calling. If I ever went to the Hall of Fame, which I won't, (laughs) it would probably take me about 60, about 45 seconds. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Thanks. uh, Yeah. All right. See you. Thanks. See you later. See you at the after party. (laughs) She's counting me down. Yeah. Story of my life. Uh, What was I going to say? Yeah, so back to uh, back to Raw. Um, you know, I, I thought that uh, as an overview, I, I, I think I'll, for me, like from a production standpoint, I, I thought it was really good. I liked how the show kept flowing, like as far as the production end of it. Um, at times I thought they were going to commercial, like at the very top, uh, right after we saw the whole thing with Roman Reigns in the ring with the audience and all that stuff. And then he went to an on-camera with the announcers, and they th- threw to a graphic. They read the graphic of, hey, the Hardy's going to wrestle uh, against the club. And next thing you know, boom, we hit the club's music, and we go to break. I thought that was cool. Uh, I didn't expect it right there. I didn't expect that. Later on, they did the same thing with Neville. I don't remember what was before Neville, but they hit Neville's music out of nowhere, like a nice segue from something else. Um I thought the show production-wise, yes, and I look at it from production-wise because as a former broadcaster there, when I watch the show, I, it's hard for me 
to forget how it was as an announcer there. So I watch it. I don't really watch the show as a wrestler. I kind of watch it like I'm still announcing. It's weird. So like flow, the production flow is very important. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, you know, uh, that's kind of how I uh, uh, felt it right there. But I, I, uh, I didn't dislike it. Did you like the show? Or what did you think? I thought it was very, very good. Not great. I thought it was very good. I, I thought there was some surprises. I like... You know, I like the fact that that uh, that Vince showed up. That was, that was awesome. That was great. I mean, whatever Vince is on, that's I think Vince is. Uh, I love it. I love Vince. I'm a huge mark for Vince. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. That was awesome. The uh, and then when he comes out to announce the GM, everybody he said, "Oh, he's a Hall of Famer." Yeah, everybody, the Teddy Long bit was that great. was the hilarious. Teddy, that's what I mean. I thought it was good. And then and, and the interaction with Vince and Teddy was very funny and very good. And then Kurt Angle as the GM. Yeah, sure. I mean, those of those of those. <coughs> Some of us in this room uh, that read uh, the insiders. Uh, oh, the, I knew the, he the, was GM the, the back before she, he oh, knew. You definitely know. Because you stood yourself up in this segment here on this show. You're like, well, everybody knew. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, you backtrack. Everybody knew it, all of your little friends in your little club that read the, the dirt sheets. Hmm. No, look, when Angle resigned, when it was announced, he said himself, he's like, I, I want to I do more hands-on stuff with, with wrestling. And in years past, the WWE was nervous to give him a contract to wrestle because of his previous injuries. What better way to get him involved, become a GM? Uh, Yasir in Queens, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, hey what's up, Taz? How you doing? Yeah. What's up, Dennis? What's up? Um, I have two questions for you, Taz. Yes, One, um, do you think... Because um, Paul, Paul Heyman had... Um, Something where he said that you sent him Brock because you said everybody was giving him bad advice. Yes, yes, um, I, yes, correct. Yep. Was it like so? You just like kind of said Brock come with me. Uh, you're breaking up, Brock. Say that one more time. Yeah, I lost your your phone's breaking up. Oh, Say that again. No. So you're saying you so say you said how did it go? Like how was it? Like it was just you just sent him over there from like you just watch it from afar and you said they're messing with this guy or how? No, I just talked to him. I just talked to Paul. I mean, that's what people. That's that's what people. You know. You just had a conversation, and I just said, "This, this is what I think should. Ha- I think you guys should go this route, do this. I think you should do this, Paul, with this guy." And that's really how it happened. Really, that, that that's it's really that simple. Paul and I always had that line of communication where it was a very simple, succinct conversation. You know. Okay. Um. And I have one more question. Uh, Roman Reigns is never going to turn uh, a face, but I'm I'm with you. He should have came out and like. You know how you know. Remember Shawn Michaels when he cut that promo on Bret Hart, and they they kind of hit Bret Hart's music in Toronto, and then he didn't come out, and then Shawn just played it up to the crowd. I don't remember that. That was like 2005. I don't remember that. No, that. no, this, no, 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 this dude. It's just you know my thing. No, my thing this year. Like, I'm not one of those guys. I, I've been involved with so many things. Well, as an announcer or wrestler, or even as a fan, I I can't retain mentally all the stuff I've witnessed. So I'm not like good with with history like that. Like yeah, I think fa- fans, are, uh, chair shots don't help, but fans are definitely better to, at that stuff than me. I got to be honest. That's just not my, you know, my bag. But anyway, continue what you thought about it. Um, I thought if they did something like that, that would have been awesome. And I think um, my thing about Roman Reigns, I just think that like he he's a great, he's a big heel magnet. But um, when you got people like Nakamura coming up and Bobby Roode coming up soon. Um, how do you think they should go about booking him? Do you think he should just run through everybody, or do you think he should kind of lose? Roman Reigns? No, I, I, I think what I think they should do—they're not doing it. And they haven't done. Thank you, Yasir. I think he should be 
I, I like the more I'm thinking about it, the more I think that once the Undertaker folded his coat and put it in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania and put his his hat on top of it, and he walked away and rode off into, and walked off into the sunset. I think right at the top of that stage, uh, as Undertaker was heading towards the curtain, he should have turned his back to the entranceway. He should have did the the, the what do you call it? Hand to, to the uh, sky uh, to all the masses there in the Citrus Bowl which I was corrected on the air by you, Dennis, that it's not the Citrus Bowl no more on the special. Meanwhile, Michael Cole called it the Citrus Bowl about 100 times last night and on Sunday, so I believe Michael Cole and not you. Okay? That's fine. It's Camping World Stadium. I'm not, it's the it's Citrus not... Bowl. So I think that The Undertaker sure. should have turned and faced the crowd, turned his back to the entrance, and then Roman Reigns should have came back out and hit him from behind, beat him to a bloody pulp, and left him laying... Then grab the mic and say, it is truly my yard, and walk away. And then have them come out on Raw just like they did and do exactly what they did, but smirking. And he would be a red-hot, boiling heel that never needs to lose. And then go with Brock. If you want to go with Brock, go with Brock. Brock, full throttle, baby face. Don't let them touch and have them face... I think they're going to look to put these two guys going at it at WrestleMania. Not SummerSlam. I think it's WrestleMania. But Dennis probably knows what I mean because he reads the dirt sheets. So he gets all the, the information. De- De- am I wrong on that, Dennis? Is it going to be SummerSlam? When's it going to be? Uh, what, what you- no, seriously. Uh, tell on, me. My sources are telling no, me. No, no, no. Funny Guy Jones. No, tell me. What, what's it going to be? Because I saw you make a little face. I said WrestleMania. Like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, God. You're supposed to be mixing audio, but yet you're a wrestling expert. Tell me. <laughs> my audio is mixed, sir. Ooh, pod on. Yeah. Uh, I would. I don't know. Reigns. <laughs> no, Taz. I don't. Know. They don't go I, that. They don't go that far ahead. I didn't read Meltzer's report yet. I don't know. I went. Well, you know what? Mike Johnson's coming on. I'll ask yeah, Mike. Yeah, ask Mike. You'll ask Mike, Taz. I'll text Mike later. He'll tell me. <laughs> uh, I got to go to break. I'll get to the phone calls after we talk to Mike. Mike Johnson's gonna be on the show. And God, I hope he wasn't listening to the past hour. He's gonna be mad at me. And even Mike, does, when he gets mad, he don't yell. Like, yeah, I was going to say, even if he well, is, then he's again, not he gonna... did cut a promo on me last week. Remember that? It was two weeks ago. Buried but me. a positive. It was. I'm, I'm sick of you talking bad about yourself. You're a Hall of Famer. It was a good promo. It, was, it wasn't. He kind of, yeah, he kind of put me over, but buried me at the same time. It was awkward. All right, Mike Johnson, PW Insider Report, coming up on the side of break. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right, we're back here, Taz Show, one hour down, one hour to go. We're trying to get a hold of Mike Johnson on the Skype. Not Mike's fault, our fault. If not, we'll get him on the phone. Uh, also, I want to talk later on if I have time. I don't know if I have time about the uh, NCAAs, UNC1. They beat the Gonzaga 71 to 65. We gotta give a shout out to some of the top tier Jones guys who have a one on our gimmick here. You know what I mean? So we gotta do that. Uh, Dennis, can you please wanna jump on the gimmick here? Um, so that's what happened to the basketball thing. Mets won at least two. I wanna get some sports stuff. I don't even have time today. Mets won opening day. No synagogue's got a blister on his finger. He'll be out for seven months. I hope not. Baseball players need to get a little tougher. Seriously, they they really just got to, they got to get a little tougher. I'm just telling you right now, make way too much money. Hey, uh, before we're trying to get a hold of Mike. In the meantime, let's talk to Sean in Indiana. You're on the Taz show. What's up? Yo, Sean, come on, 
Sean. Sorry about that, Ted. That's okay, pal. How you doing? Oh, not bad, buddy. How are you doing? Good. Talk to me. Good moment, everybody, on the show. Good moment. Um, Good moment. Hey, I just wanted to real quick put you over. Um, you know, back in the, I guess it was probably early 2000s when you were doing the uh, Sunday Night Heat gig. Yeah, I love that. You you, you had the uh, the Taz's Kitchen live <laughs> from uh, uh, WWF New York restaurant. I thought that was the funniest gimmick I've ever seen. I in my think life. I did the that was the Taz Mission Teriyaki Turkey or something like that. Oh yeah, that was that was the one that really got me hooked on that. <laughs> it's, it's a travesty that the uh, Sunday Night Heat's not on the network yet because I was trying to look that stuff up and show the girlfriend and. Oh. She, she didn't believe it, and they can't find it on YouTube either. But I just wanted to put you over for that. I thought that was hilarious, dude. I'll tell you this, Sean. Check it out. Like that whole, all that stuff was ad lib. They let me just be myself, and and they were cool. That you know, the uh, I don't, I don't think the kitchen idea was my idea. It was somebody else there in the company. I can't remember who. I was just going you know, to try it out. We're trying to eat up some time. That's what we were doing, and it, it worked. You know, it was a lot of fun. You know, after listening to your show for a long time, you know, it's, uh, it's it's pretty clear that 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 was your personality really pulling through on that. Well, it's funny you say that, Sean, because like a lot of people uh, didn't realize that I didn't realize. Uh, actually, I found out, Sean, like during ECW, some bits I've done there that I had that kind of personality. But I think a lot of mass majority fans, fans that knew me didn't know that. They knew that that ECW tough guy persona, you know, which I could still pull off if I needed to. I can't go like I used to, but I could pull it off. And Sean, thank you for calling. But um, but uh, in ECW, there was a several times that I've done some bits. Um, just recently, there was uh, I know there was stuff with me and the judge Jeff Jones, my man Jeff Jones. We'd done some stuff where I threw him in the trunk of a Cadillac in Fort Lauderdale. I was just texting with Jeff the other day. We were laughing about that. And there was some stuff too with uh, I don't know if it was around that same show, around that same time. Maybe it was, I don't remember what it was. Where and someone was just tweeting about this or talking about this with Cyrus. Uh, was uh, in a call with me, and there was something with Steve Carino. We were doing a bit there. So I kind of was showing a little bit of a different personality. So I kind of had that in me, you know. Um, but um, the Taz's Kitchen stuff was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And we were tied on time for that stuff, which was hard. How are we looking at Mike? We, we're, we're working on it. Okay. No problem. So uh, I figured Mike maybe don't want to jump on. He's probably mad. Some of those comments that I said, don't repeat that to nobody. I'm just saying. Uh, what else on Raw? I know I got to talk about other stuff on Raw. I covered the Roman stuff at the beginning of the show a little bit. Did not talk about the revival popping up. I did talk about Vince. I'm just going through my list of things here. Uh, oh, revival. Yeah, something something I want to say about revival and New Day. Okay, this is interesting. So revival shocked me too. I didn't expect them to be there. I mean, I thought that was cool. It was a nice surprise. Okay, it was a nice surprise. I, I thought that these guys had a good match. I was very surprised they had revival win. I was happy for revival because they should win. You know, because it's their debut. Um, it doesn't hurt New Day at all. I thought that was cool. And I want to explain Michael Cole. Like, he did something during this. How he explained each guy in detail. We'll get to Mike Johnson. We're going to have him on Skype in a minute. So just let me get my thought out. So Michael Cole does something very important. He explained each guy in detail, like who was who. You know, and explained what the, he was using descriptors of what they were wearing. And that's something that is a very important thing that I know Cole and I used to really do, and we learned that from Vince, you know, uh, where you have to assume no one knows who these two guys are. Of course, the NXT audience, even though it's big, it's not as big as the WWE Universe audience, right? So, you know, you have to assume that a lot of people don't watch NXT that watch Raw. 
And Cole did that. That's something I wanted to point out to you guys that most people aren't going to notice. But he explained and he gave the audience some descriptives to show you, all right, um, that guy is, uh, what's their names again? I always forget their, their individual names, the, the revival. Dash Wilder and Dash Scott Wilder, Dawson. Dash Wilder, Scott Dawson. Thank you. Had a brain fart. You know, it happens sometimes. <laughs> so, so uh, all right, Wilder's wearing this. Or Dawson's wearing, he's the guy doing it. You know, like he explained them early in the match. <clears throat> so, to me, that's very, very important. Um, seeing some hidden footage of the Mike Johnson, um, and he, it's like Doc Mac Jones and the lights on, and the PW Insider will begin in a three, and a two, and a one. And now the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike ten minutes. He gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling. I wish it was ten minutes. Uh, hey, Mike. Uh, oh man, that shirt looks. Two good minutes. On you you want to try that? It could be two minutes if you want that. Oh wow. Wow, I guess someone heard Seg one. Oh, yeah. There's a joke uh-huh. in there. Look, look at man. Look at these. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was an old show I did. That we played a rerun. That was a oh, rerun. Yeah. <laughs> well, why I'm are you wearing a shirt if you're mad at me? I'm, I, I respect the support, even though you're mad at me. Because after my visit with Jet Blue, it's the only shirt I still own. <laughs> well done. I've always said, hey, a lot of people bury your mic. I've always said you're a good man and you're very funny. No. Um, <laughs> you're a good liar, Taz. No, no, no. Listen, I, I, my, th- my thought, I'm good, bro. How you doing? Listen, first of all, thanks for being on the special the other night. And I know, oh, you've, been, I know you've been traveling a lot and stuff like that. Did you really hear Seg 1? Um, <laughs> did you really hear No, that? I was sleeping. All right, good. <laughs> I, I'm envious. No, I kind of was getting on the, on the Dennis Jones here a little bit because... You know, look, you can all can decide. You can appreciate this because this is what you do for a living, right? You're a reporter. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you don't hide the fact. None of you guys at PW Insider or any of the other uh, people that cover the business, human beings, not copy-paste stuff, right? Right. That you guys have sources. That's what, that's what people that cover politics have sources. People who cover mainstream sports have sources. Pro wrestling mm-hmm. uh, reporters, real people who cover it, like yourself or Dave Shearer, anybody at PW Insider, you guys have sources, correct? Correct. Okay. There are people, see, there's a difference, though. Like, for me, that's not a not. I think there's a place for that. I believe in that. That's important to have sources. But, like, what I do here, Dennis, I got a little upset with Dennis because he gets some of the stuff right when we do prediction stuff. You know, we have fun with the prediction stuff. I very rarely ask you to be in the prediction stuff because you have sources and you, you're, a lot of times, If tell me if this is a fair statement, you're not forming your own opinion. You're giving information of what you heard, correct? I'm basing opinions based on information I've heard. Yes, okay. it's that's sort of insider trading, I suppose. That's fine. I mean, we hear that. You watch Fox News, CNN, whatever. You get that. You watch ESPN, CBS Sports, whatever. You're going to get people do that, that cover a business or a sport or entertainment. My problem with my producer is he tries to act like he doesn't do that. He, he listens to people like you. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, did you not kind of predict or say that Brock and Roman Reigns would be a, a program going forward down the road, correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought that Finn Balor would come out uh, at Mania or even last night and do business with Brock to gain that universal title back that he never lost. I was wrong. Okay. I don't, even though I love you and I, and I love you guys at PDM Inside, I don't listen to a lot of sources stuff because I want to form my own opinion straight. I don't want sources. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I can respect that. Yeah. Yeah. And some fans like that. And some people love to get the insider stuff. I'm just giving 
my opinion from a fun, creative point of view. It's tough, Mike. This is not your fault. This is Dennis's fault. When you play a little fun game, ha ha, let's predict. And this guy's over here listening to Mike Johnson, and he's hack- hacking you as he's playing a uh, fun, fun uh, citizen <laughs> game with me. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, he is. Yep. Personal note, cancel Dennis Elite account. We got be- it. Before before we do that, Mike, right. your haircut looks great. I want to say that. Uh, right up already, your account's already gone. Don't compliment me now. Well, yes. In that case, it looks phenomenal. It looks even better. I love it. Kill his account. Kill him because I'll fire him at the end of the day anyway. So it's great. <laughs> Dennis, do you want to defend yourself before he, I move on here? I, I don't want to use... I don't hey, want Viking, to... how are you? <laughs> Dude, did you, I don't know if you heard you know, a guy called earlier. The guy, you heard the guy earlier? Oh, man. Bro, you heard him? The guy called and called... It was absolutely tremendous. I laughed so hard. Bro, I couldn't even sell it. I had to just put it, uh, it. Just the Viking. It's just. It's classic. It just really is totally classic. <laughs> it was amazing. I uh, love the Viking. I miss him actually. Hey, he might be back soon. <laughs> so, ouch! Um, <laughs> ouch! Dennis is mad. He gave me a look like. Wait, did the dirt sheets note, tell you that? Personal note: Turn Viking account back on. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. All right, Mike, you've been traveling a lot. You had a big phone yeah. call, a conference call with WWE Network yesterday, right? Yeah. Uh, how'd, yeah. how'd that go, bro? Uh, you know, okay. I don't think it went with the way they wanted. They really wanted, and we had reported this a couple of weeks before, they really wanted to be able to tout that they had 2 million subscribers. I think they got to like 1.9 million. And, and, and 1.6 6 paid, right? Yeah, yeah, only 1.6 million paid. So they are not where they want to be internally. Um, I mean, it's still, you know, it's the thing's only been around for a couple of years. I think that's, imp- I think it's impressive. I mean, don't think I that's do. It, it is impressive, and you got to remember when they started the streaming service, all these services that are around now were not prominent. You know, WWE kind of kicked down the door for a lot of these right. things. Right, right, right. You know, obviously Netflix and Hulu were around. <laughs> And Amazon Prime, but beyond that, you know, there was no CBS All Access, there was no HBO Go, things true, like that. True. WWE kind of helped popularize that you can take a, 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 let's say, a niche product or a niche genre and and super serve it or or direct do direct consumer right to a specific audience, and that kind of opened the doors up for other other entities to do that. So you know, that thing is a success in my mind, you know, in any way, shape, or form. But you know as well as I do, when you're a publicly traded company, you've always got to deliver results. And if you're working for Vince McMahon, you really better deliver results. Well, and, and you're right. And I think with the network, and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt, and I'm sure for good reason, because it's probably going to happen eventually, about them doing a p- potential tier system. I don't know if Oh, that's, that's coming. It's just a matter of when they roll it out. It's 100% coming. Yeah, and I think that's something they need to really address seriously and rapidly, only because, you know, you're getting a lot for your $9.99. I mean, really, you're getting a lot for it. I mean, it, truly, you really are. And and they're giving you more. I mean, and I think they can give a lot more, but how much are they going to keep giving you for 10 bucks? They, so they got to go tier system. Uh, yeah. Did that come up in the uh, in the call? No, and I kept waiting for some, Now, that's a financial investor's call, so it's not like I could like punch in, punch in and, and, and ask a question. I was very surprised. There were a lot of financial call, questions answered, but they didn't ask about the tier system. They didn't ask about the, the potential of independent wrestling groups like Progress or Insane Championship Wrestling going yeah. on there, yep, yep. which is weird because we know those deals are done. It's just a matter of WWE officially rolling them out and publicly announcing them. And, you know, so it was, on, it was Mike, Mike, those deals, I didn't hold, slow down. Those deals are done? I didn't know they were done. They're done, yeah. Progress... I, 
Like progress and progress from Great Britain and Insane Championship no, I Wrestling. Love, I, I don't know the I don't know the Insane guys. I know the Progress guys. I've done some business with them. They're good people too. So yeah, that's good. No, I didn't those, know that. Those skills, are locked, those skills are locked in. They're just not announced. Oh, I didn't know they were locked in. Okay, good for them. That's cool. And there's a lot of talk that they're trying to get Ring of Honor to be on there as well to take the the ROH show that airs on Sinclair Broadcast Group mm. and put that on the network. And we'll see whether that comes about or not. Yeah, I've heard you know? that. I've talked about that. That I've heard. I I. I I knew they were talking to some of the UK promotions. I didn't know that it was uh, they were yeah. done, but that's good. That's good those, to hear. Those two are specifically done. I mean, if I'm WWE, and this is just me, no one has told me anything. I'm also looking at like Chikara. Yeah, you know, like yeah. gr- groups that like they have a fan base yeah. that you know will you know might not necessarily want WWE because they're so specific to what they like. Yeah. So if you're giving those groups content and you're giving mm-hmm. those groups access, you're going to get someone who's going to say, "All right, well, I, I I wouldn't buy WWE alone, but if I'm going to get all of this other stuff, I'll pay the fifteen dollars." Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know I, listen, after a weekend like this, you've got hundreds of thousands of people in, in a city, and every independent show is doing good numbers. Independent wrestlers are making tons of money off their merchandise. Uh, you know, there, there's so many workers who did 13 bookings over the last seven days. Wow, good like, for them. There's good an good. audience there, and I know people, and I was shocked at this. When I was at, I went to Jim Ross's show on Sunday afternoon. Oh, how did he do it? It was, uh, it was probably pretty Great. good, right? Yeah. Was, I, it, he, he did two shows, Saturday and Sunday, both shows. I saw the Sunday show. I, it was great. I heard the Saturday show was great. Good, good. Jeremy Borash was sort of the uh, the the MC. Nice. And he said, he said, "Is there anybody who's not going to WrestleMania?" Yeah. There was at least a hundred people who put their hands up. Oh yeah. So got, I believe that. You've got fans who are going to the WrestleMania city and attending everything else and not watching, not going to Mania in the stadium. Dude, one of my buddies, uh, you know, he works in a pork store not not far from me, right? I go, what are you laughing at? That's just a funny sentence. It's a true story. And that's why I get catering for the boys, you know, for the, for the special we did, right? You know, yeah. Mike, and uh, so I go to the pork store, I talk to my guy Mike over there. And uh, and he says, bro, I love, I love when, uh, you know, I listen to your show every day, but I'm not watching WrestleMania, so I know you do your specials. I canceled my uh, my subscription, he said, to the network. So I sit, I listen to WFAN, I sit in my garage, I eat some super sod and provolone, and I smoke a cigar. That's what he said. I'm like, God, this is one of my many friends. This is what they do. They sit in the garage and they smoke cigars listening to me. So my point in telling you that is that... There, I, I'm not surprised to hear that, that some people were not going to Mania, and they were down there in Orlando. You know? Yeah, there were a lot. I mean, it was bi- I, this was easily the busiest week of my life when it came to professional wrestling. I don't even remember half the stuff I did. Wow. I, I, I was completely sleep-deprived, which is why I was so annoyed about my travel issues on Monday. Before we go, continue with this, what was the most fun you had down in Orlando? Like, personal stuff. What was the most fun thing you did? Wow. You know what? Just meeting just meeting people. Like, yeah. I met so many people from the who were Taz Show listeners. I met so many people who are PW Insider Elite subscribers. And, like, when you meet someone from Germany or the Netherlands or Australia, and they're talking to you about, like, Dennis and yourself or, or, or that my light's going out, you know they're watching the show on a regular basis. Indeed, And you know yes. they're listening. And that, that's yes. Just, there's, yes. There's, yes. A, there's just a nice compliment to that. You know, that is, that is. It, it makes you feel good about what you do for a living. Did you go to um, Disney World? I, Did you go to Disney World? I didn't do, no, I didn't do any of the park stuff i just oh. i just literally just did work stuff um did i'm waiting for star wars, wars on your laptop in the hotel when, you star star wars wars? Land, when star wars land opens in a couple of years you won't be able to find me that's all i'm saying no one cares okay so what else is going on bro i mean what's the story uh oh we got lots of stuff you know the hardy's date return yeah. angles back i mean yeah. we got lots of stuff where do you want to start i i covered it all already basically so i just really <laughs> all right, well, see you later all right see you later no 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 listen <laughs> the broken mad hardy the gimmick the broken gimmick i was saying earlier mike i don't know if you heard me but i was saying it's weird because you got Jeff Hardy. He's not broken. He's not acting broken. I know they can't use the name broken. Jeff's acting like the charismatic enigma. 
Okay, and Matt, he's kind of going in and out of the broken Matt Hardy thing. Yeah. And I talked about, like, Matt, when he was on my show, like, he stayed in character the whole show. And a lot of interviews or stuff he's done while he was he's in done interviews with me where he stayed in character. I, I didn't know that, but there you go. So he stays in character. But now I watched him on uh, some social media stuff after they won the titles, and he wasn't in character. I watched him on Raw Talk last night. He wasn't in character. So my point is, it's like, I guess they're kind of in this weird area where what are the hardest going to be? I'm sure they'll figure out the branding eventually of it. But it's, I, yeah. I, would, I, I asked because I was, this is like how great Matt Hardy is. When they put out that first video where they, they kind of had reflections on returning, Matt was speaking in his normal voice. Yes. And I almost did a double shake because he was not like, yeah, yeah, what his real voice sounds like. Right, 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 right. right. Um, from what I understand, it's a twofold reason. Number one, uh, the issue with Anthem Media over the trademark and copyright and who owns what, that's right. not settled yet. Right, right. So obviously, WWE, they're too smart. They're not going to walk into a legal minefield. Uh, and number two, there's all, there was also sort of a push within the company of, not everyone in our audience has seen that version of the Hardys. True. Let's bring them back and start them in a position that the audience is familiar with, and then we can always go and have our own storyline reason to get them back to where they were. There's also then, there's also one other thing, Mike, that I don't think people are realizing too. I know this only because working there under Vince uh, as a wrestler and an announcer, how they think, and I kind of live this in a weird way, coming from ECW as the human suplex machine, and then going to WWE and the changing and seeing other people's change. Uh, into something else. You have to understand, like, you know, not you in particular, but people have to understand that um, you have a long run in WWE like the Hardys did with that success they did and they were the Hardy boys and the way they looked and the way they acted and the music and all that. And then they leave no matter what happens. All that stuff that happens when they're gone and when they come back, it's almost, almost like... You're just right back where you started when you left. Yep. That's called being a WWE superstar in Vince McMahon's mind. Vince McMahon's mind, well, I, I know the Hardy Boys. I don't know this broken guy. I know the Hardy Boys. So let's see the Hardy Boys, and then we'll eventually segue out of it if we need to. But the Hardy Boys are stars. That's like Brian Kendrick. When Brian Kendrick came back to do 205 stuff, you know, he got the biggest push for the most part of all those kids because in Vince's mind, this guy is Brian Kendrick. WWE superstar. He's back. He's Brian Kendrick. That's how you. you that's how Vince thinks. Who, who am I or anybody else to argue with Vince? I mean, I'm just saying. Like that's how he thinks. He thinks vast and big, and what he built in the Hardys and other guys. That's that's my perspective on it. Yeah. Look at look at Kurt Angle's WWE Hall of Fame speech. It was all the greatest hit stuff. The ha ha. All stuff, the yeah. character stuff that he did with the, the little cowboy hat and the oh, milk yeah. and everything else. Yep, yep. And he, in Vince's mind, that's what the audience wants to see out of a Kurt Angle. Yes, exactly. His speech was weird too. I mean, that all that there was a lot of that ha ha. It, it felt like that was something that was written for him by yeah, Kurt I know. It was like the guy coming out, the the stage hand, the writer, whatever. He's handing off books and hats and milk and I don't know. The whole thing was weird. The guy won an Olympic gold medal. I, I, I'm see. I'm with you on that, but in Vince's mind, he's probably looking oh, at. I know. Please, I I know what thing. Please, angle, you know? know. Don't tell me what Vince thinks. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. All right. So so what what else, dude? What else? Because the Vikings again. know Vince McMahon. The Vikings. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Captain. I didn't By mean to. Captain, you called you Captain. I love it. 
Oh, All right, so you're finally done traveling. It's good. You're I back. am. I got. I was supposed to be home at 9 a.m. yesterday. I got home at like three. Well, we got so. word that you were leaving, uh, Dennis. Did we get word that he was leaving uh, Florida early on Monday morning? And what happened? He was still in Florida. We spoke. I, uh, uh, yeah, you can ask. Oh, you don't uh, want uh, Den- you don't want Dennis to speak on your travel. I mean, he he reads. Uh, he listens to all your content. I, I could have told you JetBlue was going to be late if you read the dirt sheets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mental note: Turn Dennis's account off forever. Yes, yes. But reactive. Yeah, reactive. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a six a.m. flight. So by the time I got back from Mania and I did your show, I got an hour's sleep. I got up, I packed, I left my hotel at four. Got to the got to the airport, TSA, all the other gimmicks. Uh, sat down, got on the plane at five thirty. Closed my eyes, I fall asleep on the plane. Next thing I know, sir. Sir, you have to get off the plane. I'm like, we're in New York. Oh, that's I was funny. like, wow, that's the easiest flight ever. They're like, no, there's something wrong with the plane. Get oh, off the plane. Really? I, oh, what happened? Get, off the, plane. Oh. get oh. off the plane. And as I get off the plane, I hear them. I hear fr- someone from maintenance saying to somebody, yeah, operations didn't have good communication. This plane's grounded. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Where, so where, where, were you, where, where were you grounded? You were still in Florida? Still in Orlando. Oh, God. Oh. Yes. I had flown for 20 minutes. They had deplaned everybody. I was the last person off the plane. <laughs> and uh, I, then, then, like, it went from, from 6 to 7, and, like, within 45 minutes, now it was, like, it had gone all the way back. We were delayed till noon. And then, finally, they moved it up to 10.30. So by the time I got home, there they were promos being cut at the at – the, uh, Bro, that's the thing, at, Mike. The, the that's, 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 say. that's what I don't miss, bro. I don't miss people. I know, and, like, I – I don't a lot that. of people, a lot of people stop me and say, "Why isn't Taz here? Why isn't he doing the show?" And I said, "I said, listen, I'm gonna be honest. Taz don't want to be out of New York. Taz yeah. wants to be home, and I don't blame Taz for wanting to be home." Amen. There's no reason for what I'm about to have, have do radio row and a stop and chat. Yeah, I've, I've been over this. I mean, I, I what am I gonna go? But I know you know. People I've been to see my... you. You gotta understand because you don't you don't do public appearances that often. Although you do have one on April 15th. Oh yes, <laughs> I do. Yes. You know? So yes, yes, you know the people want to see you. They love you. I know. They do, and I love and I love them. But I I'm I'm much better from afar. I can tell you. And when people get around me close enough, then they realize this guy's a real douche. And you sound like a family talking about me. <laughs> much better no, from afar. I, I I know people want to see me, and I appreciate that, and I love them. But I it's not a, it's not just a travel thing. It's just like I'm uh, look. I mean, SummerSlam is in uh, Brooklyn, right? In SummerSlam in Brooklyn. Yep. Okay, yeah. I, there's a great chance. I, I mean, Brooklyn's a hop, skip, and a jump from here. I, we're not going to do a live remote from Brooklyn. We're going to do the show right in New York City. Midtown, maybe. Maybe we do something. Maybe go to one of the barbecue joints or something like that. All those other shows, they can do that because they need to. They need to feel like they're part of the event and all that. Ah! No, I did it. I, I was part. I lived the events. I, I don't. I, I, I like to be from afar. You know, so that's my gimmick. I don't need to. Well, everybody's in Manhattan, my crew and me. I'm sorry, everybody's in Florida, wherever the hell they are. My crew is right in the middle of New York City doing nothing. And we're late to break it anytime, Mike. Is there anything else you want to say right now before I let you go? No, just want to say thanks to everybody that I ran Hold into. Hold on, slow down. We're going we're gonna to do your plugs in a three, two, one, and then you can do it. Go, go. All right, just want to say thank you to everybody that's on Florida. You can check us out at PWInsider.com. You can check me out on Twitter at MikePWInsider. You can check out the Elite section by going to PWInsiderElite.com and getting uh, three days free. Okay, well, thing is, Mike, you did see a lot of fans of my show down there, right? You tons. Think, that's really a lot. That many, Okay, decide. That many? Tons. Really? A lot. I'm telling you, a lot. 
Tasho fan. Especially when I wore the shirts, because I wore I wore both shirts while I was walking around, because they're very comfortable and thin for Florida humidity. Yes, yes, a lot of yes. people. And you're a lot not of you're not a little man. You're like Tom. You're like Tom. I called him Tom. You like Dennis. You're and and Viking. Uh, they're, they're all big men. You know. We eat a lot. <laughs> All right, Thanks. listen, uh, Mike Johnson, you're the best. Uh, make sure you never activate the Lumberjacks account, okay? All right, you got it. All right, bro, we'll talk oh, to you. Oh, wait. What? Andy Weinberg says hello. I promise Andy Weinberg, I love Andy. He's the man, dude. What's he? Yeah, Baltimore's yeah, finest. He was, he, he was down there. He was down there. He was at Hall of Fame, uh, and he was at Mania. I ran into him on Sunday. Oh. And he's like, please tell Taz I said hello. I he, miss him. He's the best. Yeah, I miss Andy. He's a good dude. Yeah, you know, those that don't know, quickly tell them about Andy and ECW, like what he, you know, kind of what he did. Andy, Andy, Andy was one of the behind-the-scenes guys at uh, ECW. He uh, was the timekeeper for a lot of the pay-per-views and uh, did a lot of help. He helped out. A, he helped out with a lot of logistics. Good and guy. As you know, Taz, he helped you out in a lot of ways when he you did. needed. Help. Man, especially when I came back from my neck injury, he really helped me. Man, he. Uh, Andy was always there. I mean, he did a lot for me and helped me a lot. So I, I like Andy a lot. A good dude. Yeah, definitely. good man. Good yeah, man. He's a good he's man. Doing, and he's doing well. You know, still does some independent stuff up in uh, Maryland for Dan McDivitt, MCW. But yeah, I love MCW. Yeah, good man. Dan's yeah, the good. man. Corporal Dan. I love Dan too. Um, oh, punishment reference. I yeah, love that. Yeah, well, I know. Please, what do you think you're dealing with? You think I'm a mock? All right, look, enough. You know what? Maybe he can run a board. Yeah, maybe. That's a good point, actually. All right, on that note, I got to go to break. Uh, Mike, we'll talk to you later. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Talk to everybody soon. Good moment, everybody. Good moment, my friend. Mike Johnson, the originator of the good moment. We're going to a break right here in the Taz Show. Fourth quarter city, other side of the break. I don't know if we're doing Facebook Live or not. I don't think we're going to. Are we? I don't know. We'll find out. You'll know if we're doing it. We're not sure yet. Uh, I'll continue talking raw. we got a lot of people. Phone lines been jammed. I'll get to the phones. Other side of the break. Taz Show. Sit tight. to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it all right tash show tash show tash show fourth quarter city tuesday edition talking some raw stuff right here um i uh, got a lot of people on the phones gonna get to that we're on facebook right now facebook.com slash the tash show so thanks for everybody jumping on the facebook I haven't given any love for the gimmick chat. Thanks to everybody who's on the gimmick chat at TazShow.com. We can chat it up amongst each other as you watch the show. So thanks to everybody who's checking out the show any way you can. Appreciate it. Spread the word. Share it. Make sure you go on iTunes and give a review. I have to be that guy now and beg for reviews. Please go on iTunes and review the audio end of the show. If you like it or not, if I suck, if I'm great, whatever you want to do. If you're learning something, give me some insights. I'm not reading dirt sheets. I'm giving you real thoughts. Anyway, um... <clears throat> Um, concerned slightly about two characters on Raw, not the end of the world, but if I am Braun Strowman and I am Charlotte, I am slightly concerned. I don't know what's going on. I thought both talents were handled very strangely last night. Uh, one is Braun Strowman. We've seen this before, recently during the Undertaker, uh, Roman Reigns storyline, you know, where... Braun Strowman is kind of like that conduit, that 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 in between, between the main story. So what do I mean by that? Um, well, what I mean by that is, leading up to WrestleMania, you had Undertaker storyline with Roman Reigns, and then we saw that side angle of Braun Strowman with Roman Reigns. Well, now you got Brock, okay, gunning after Roman Reigns. And who shows up? Braun Strowman getting in Brock's face, which is awesome and intriguing. And they had Braun do the same thing he did against Undertaker. He backed away. 
I know he's a heel, but this is a guy who you've built as a killing machine. What are we doing? You can't do that. You can't. You got Braun as the side, the B angle, a second time. Just the only participant that's changing in this, Brock canceled out Undertaker. Think about it. I mean, Dennis and I were talking about this throwing a break as he was saying, I'm trying to read the dirt sheets. Leave me alone. I don't look in the past. I already know what Strowman's going to do come SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Do you want to know if he wants to win, if he's going to win the Rumble next year? No one cares. Hey, uh, Josh in Wisconsin, you're on the Taz Show. What's up? Good moment, Taz. Good moment, buddy. Chop, chop to the Viking Jack over there. Wow. <laughs> this is the new thing now. And he's getting uh, mad, too. Dennis is definitely getting mad. Uh, what's, what's going on, Josh? What's up? <laughs> um, well, first off, uh, sorry, but first time, long time. Oh, you have to be kidding me. Yeah, man, I didn't expect that. You seem very comfy, Jones. You seem like a professional caller into the Taz Show. I'm very impressed by you. Ah, you make me feel at ease. Well, that's my shtick. <laughs> you know what I mean? How long have you been? <laughs> Dennis is dying laughing on that's that one. That's the funniest thing we're going to hear all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what, how long have you been uh, listening to the show or watching the show? Uh, since the human podcast era. Oh, wow. Old school guy. Yeah. Okay, uh, good, bro. So what do you want to talk about? Um, first, I want to put you over. You've uh, been one of my favorite wrestlers of all time since you were the Tasmaniac. Thank you, Josh. Wow, that's very nice. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, you and uh, JR are my two favorite commentators ever. Thank you. Appreciate that. And, uh, nice nice you company. Actually have, you actually have my, uh, my favorite wrestling moment of all. Um, November to remember, 96. Lights go out. You and Sabu staring at each other. Go at it. Lights go back out again. Yeah. That was that I'm pissed, getting goosebumps that, thinking about it right that, now. That pissed people off. I, I, that stuff is um, <laughs> that's on the WWE Network now. Someone sent me a bunch of stuff that uh, somebody was tweeting me stuff. The WWE Network po- posted a bunch of stuff about Bailey Legal, and uh, for ECW, the WWE Network did, and I retweeted it. I mean, um, I don't really know what the hell they were doing, but they put some new stuff up there on the network. So and that was that angle you just said was in there. So yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. I'd go back and watch it once in a while because, yeah. like I said, my favorite moment. I appreciate that. Um, but I, I want to talk about the Hardys, and Mike Johnson kind of answered what I was going to ask already. But um, with their lawsuit and everything, um, I feel like they're kind of going to ease into their broken gimmick. Um, you know, give the give the universe what Vince remembers of the Hardys, and then maybe they drop the titles and they yeah. start going in their broken gimmick, but maybe call it Twisted Matt Hardy or something like that. Well, I, I don't know what they'll call it. But I definitely think that they'll be um, that that if they segue to it, you know. It, I, I'm look. Here's the thing, okay, Josh. I'm a big believer in first first impressions last. First impressions are important. So sure. you bring back the hardest. I understand why WWE they did what they did. They're not explaining it, but I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I I get what they're doing. As I understand how Vince thinks, and it's a deal where it's like, well. The last time we saw the Hardys, these guys were the Hardy Boys. These guys are stars. And that's I explained that while I was on the phone with Mike, while I was on Skype with Mike. Uh, while Scott, Mike was on a, Skype with me, I should say. Thank you for calling, Josh, uh, by the way. I, I explained it. But the thing is, I, I do think that um, there it's a little rougher now, in my opinion, to get to that Hardy broken feel. Uh, because people just remember them now as the Hardy Boys, and then you, you you put the tag team titles on them, which is cool. You had to if you're going to interject them and make them part of that that ladder match on Sunday at Mania. I have no problem with that. I understand that, but I do think Cesaro and Sheamus winning yesterday 
is going to be full throttle of them getting the titles, to your point, Josh. And I mentioned this on my predictions last week before I knew the Hardys were going to actually be in the match for sure. I thought that Cesaro and Sheamus would win the titles. Did I not say that, Dennis? You absolutely did. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right, 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 right. And I also predicted that the Hardys would beat us. So I predicted two things. And no one threw a flag on me. When you're right, you're right. Yeah. Trying to make up for all those problems, huh? Unbelievable. It's actually awkward watching this by you. <laughs> it's really awkward. Hey, uh, Juan in Utah, you're on the Taz Show. What's up? Oh, hey, Taz. How you doing, man? Hey, good, pal. What's up? Just want to say a uh, good moment to the suplex machine and good moment to the padre of Ma- Minister of Man Meat. He's speaking Latin now, this guy. Yeah, I like that. What's, <laughs> what's up, Juan? I <laughs> uh, just want to get this one out of the way. Uh, first time in a very long time. Well, wait, now, wait, now. You, you got That's a gray area moment right there by you. So now I'm a little confused. Like, so is it the first time, long time, or is it you've called about a long time no. ago? First time, long time. Like, Period. Got it. Yes, okay. In the time, end. Long time, Got it. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. you were a little fuzzy on your words before, Juan. I caught you. I'm very big into what people say. You know, I really pay attention. You know what I mean? Oh, I know, man. My bad. Sorry, Taz. It's okay. My pal. apologies. That's My right. apologies. Nah, talk to me. What do you want to talk about? Um, well, I uh, just want to put you over real quick and have a question of the Raw Tag Team Division. Yes. Well, so I'll put you over. Uh, been watching SmackDown, man, since I can remember, like, little kid like that's always been the main show for me watching growing up and cool. yeah ever since i can remember awesome. been the voice of smackdown man yeah <laughs> you and michael cole dude like your guys's commentary through every match on smackdown was amazing like, thank you thank you we put a lot I of work into we put, listen we, we put a lot of work in that and i miss work with him and um i don't think you could say it publicly but i think he misses work working with me and i mean that humbly because we we definitely had great chemistry um and I'll tell you, I, I tell him, I'd love to call one more match with him. I really would. Uh, you know, he, you know, working with him and, and guys like him and Mike Tanay were two, uh, and obviously Joey Styles is my boy, but working with Cole, I had a blast. I mean, a blast. You know, I really did. So I, I, I appreciate you saying that one. Yeah, man. Uh, to the most matches I remember, I don't know, probably you did too, but the first SmackDown TLC match and when uh, Brock Lesnar and the Big Show first that ring up yeah and i cursed <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right at all i was like well i just couldn't believe that happened i was like what yeah i know it was crazy dude i remember that day for calling one and i, I talked about that in the past i had to get permission from vince because i uh, you know uh and he's like yeah let's do it man we just just got to beep it you know and just i gave him the heads up he thought it was a great idea and then uh cole and i were like yeah just that what would we really say if this ring broke you know what would we really say and um and that and you curse Holy sh! I think that's what I said. <laughs> Didn't I? I might have said like this. Holy shit! Something along those lines. Maybe it was like, hold on, wait. Wait a second. Maybe it was holy. Sh-. No. Holy. Sh-. What a load of. Sh-. It wasn't that one. E five load B five. Yeah, a little, little early. I just got to come back. We got to do another one though soon. E5BV, explicit five live. Oh, speaking of segments on the Taz show, side note from Raw, and before I say hello to everybody on Facebook Live, uh, slightly breaking news here for the Taz show. 
uh, next Monday. Next Monday. Yes, some good news for you guys. Next Monday. The best part is the producer of the show has no idea what I'm about to say. Does <laughs> this is breaking news for me. <laughs> he has no idea. Segment's coming back, and it's called In the Indies. Yes. That's right. Deanna Peraza will be back on Monday. Hopefully via Skype, Deanna, yes, will be doing Indie Indies. So we're going to get rolling Indie Indies next week. Deanna's finally back from Japan. This girl's on the longest trip ever to Japan. So want to talk to her about a trip, catch up with Deanna. I know you guys love Indie Indies. Uh, some say often imitated. What's that expression? Uh, Imitation is the, the greatest form of flattery. Uh, fl- say the sentence. There's two sayings that you you had there. Oh, There's okay. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery mm-hmm. and often duplicated, ne- yeah, never stop, replicated. Stop, 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 stop. Stop! So the first one, imitate. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Imitation is the most sincerest form of laziness. That's what that's it should the be actual called. saying. No, seriously. Okay, decide, dude. That's what it really should be called. Think about it. You're a smart guy. Well, you're a guy. <laughs> Relatively, you're a guy. Yeah. yeah. You're... <laughs> no, really. Imitation is the most sincerest form of laziness. I don't know. Correct. Let's do this bitch right. Ah, everybody over there on the Facebook Live. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on? Yes, everybody's on there. I see Tamia Wu's on there. Yep, yep, yep. Often imitated, never duplicated. She got it right. She's a female. She's smarter than us. She understands. I got a lot of smiley faces on there. Why am I doing Facebook Live like I'm doing an auction? Sold to that lady in red. Chris Poole, he said this on red. Why Why am I doing that? Bessie said, Chris Poole on the Facebook Live said, best was watch WWE Hall of Fame or Tony Chimmel. Chris, I agree. That had me cracking up during Beth Phoenix's speech that Chimmel introduced Edge. That's great. I don't imitate Edge. <laughs> I mean, at times I might say, you think you know me, but I don't mean to take his song. You think you know me. That's a Hardy Boy song. All right, so I'm a little confused. Anyway, yeah, so everybody hello on Facebook Live. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, I got a lot of people on the phone. I don't have a lot of time. Oh, my God. I, I don't want to. I don't. I really don't want to go late here. I got things to do, and... Um, uh, that's really the, the facts. So I I, I, I I do. I'm very busy. I got to go to the hand doctor. The dead hand? It'll become alive. It, well, yeah, I might have to get surgery. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, no, no. They, they're thinking they could get in there and fix what's going on. Maybe. What is that? <laughs> Never like, good to hear a I'm maybe. Like, Dude, you want to open up my hand and perform surgery? They go, yeah, we'll give you a local. You'll be awake. No, no, I'm good. Just knock me out, bro. Hit me with a pipe. I don't need to be awake. Just crack me. I don't want to be awake. Well, it might fix your hand. Oh, I have nerve damage from my neck injury. So I don't have full, like if I had to make a fist and punch someone, I couldn't. I can't grab, dude, I remember the other day at the studio at WFA, you handed me a card, like a. The key card, daylight. And I fumbled it, just dropped it. You go, dead hand. You think it's funny. You're laughing in my face. (laughs) Well, because it was like, it wasn't like we missed the exchange. It was a clean exchange. You had it. And it just fell. I did have you're it. Fine, you're fine. Tommy in Missouri, you on a Taz show. What's up, Tom? Hey, good moment, Taz. How are you? How are you, big guy? Good, very good. Uh, congratulations on your uh, WrestleMania special. It was a very good and very nice. Thanks, Tom. Very Appreciate nice. that, buddy. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, 
quick question. I uh, watched the Hall of Fame, and I really enjoyed uh, Jim Cornette's uh, work. Loved it. I thought, Corny, I thought Corny was great. I loved it. I thought he was great. He, he, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it very much. And then I was thinking when the Revival came back last night, it's like, man, that's like a perfect team that if Jim Cornette ever wanted to come back, yes, he could, uh, definitely manage those guys. You, sir, very definitely. smart. I like your idea. I might steal it. No, I don't steal. But that's a good idea, Tom. Um, the only thing is, and that's a good idea. It is. because, But those two guys can talk. Uh, Wilder and da- Dash and Dawson. Wilder, help me out. Dash and Dawson. Yeah, I always forget their names. <laughs> no, it's just it's, their names sound very like organic, like you know. But anyway, I I, I always uh, mix their names up. But I, both those guys are good at cutting promos. So usually, you know, like old school is you put a manager what guys that can't talk. But that not always. Right. Look at the Four Horsemen. They had J.J. Dillon, all those guys who were talking. They had J.J. Dillon. You know what I mean? Or uh, look at CM Punk with Paul Heyman. Good point. Very good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right. So I think that um, I think that's a good idea you have, bro. I like it actually. I think it's really good, Tom. Seriously. Well, I mean, that's the only tag team really puts over in the uh, NXT WWE system. He right. likes the way they work. He likes the way. Uh, they do their business, and last night, I mean, they definitely beat the biggest team. Yeah. You know, minus the tag team titles, but the biggest team, you know, that's the impact right there. Yeah, so. I've been, yeah, you're right, and I've, uh, I've been, sometimes, I mean, I'm not a big a fan as the, for the revival that Cornette is, uh, and thank you for calling, Tommy, I appreciate it. Um, I, I, I understand the throwback thing, I get it, <clears throat> uh, but, I, you know, and I know they're doing it probably out of respect, but, you know, you guys that really listen to my show and listen to me in detail know I'm really big into trying your best to be original. I believe in, in uh, um, oh, geez, I'm drawing a blank. What is the young lady's name, Dennis, on NXT that was just in that six person against the Sanity? What's her name? Nikki Cross? Nick, or not Nikki Cross. Ruby other, Riot. Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. Okay, I don't know much about her, but that's a perfect example of somebody who feels new and original to me you know that, to me that that's or, or tommy end what's his name uh alistair black uh, alistair black Th- those are talents that they're, they're <laughs> that, that just feels fresh it feels new they're being innovative they're being you know what i mean I, that's my only thing uh, the revival they're very good talents they're very good in the ring they're very good on the mic i think their look needs a little sprucing up but you know they're trying to have that throwback look you know, I get it. Uh, um, um, and for guys that are probably my height, I'm impressed that they can get as far as they're getting, you know, um, because but then again, it's not about how big guys are anymore. But, you know, back in the day, it would have been tough for them. Trust me. I'm not knocking their work. I just a gimmick. Like I'm talking about like when you're younger, like that's kind of my gripe on American Alpha, too. Like I've said this before, like they're very talented athletes. Amazing. Definitely. But God, you know, be be you, man. Who's you? It's not. It's it's not uh, Haas and Benjamin uh, meet the Steiners or uh, let's take the Steiners suplexes and Taz suplexes and act like Haas and Benjamin. I mean, like what? You know what I mean? Like what? Be you, you know? Really? I mean, I don't see the revival as like a uh, as a I don't want to say knockoff, but a a variation <laughs> of that. You know, huh? No, I think uh, I I agree with you when you say like be yourself, but I see them as as themselves. Like they're just no nonsense, no frills. The, the shirts, no fists, just or no I, flips. I love just their fists. catchphrase, "No flips, uh, just fists." I think that's cool. I do, but dude, they're 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 acting like they're dressed. Look, the one guy's wearing boots that are exactly like Ole Anderson wore. Okay, the other guy is wearing boots like Doctor Death wore. Okay, some say you're nitpicking. Well, maybe I am, but it's my show and it's my opinions. 
I'm sorry. I'm not saying you're wrong and I'm right, but I, I'm trying to counter what you said. That I'm giving you reasons. No, sure, I agree. Why you know, and they, that's you don't. Feel, that's why Cornette's saying what he says about them. You don't feel that from them. I mean, it's on and Tully. It's, it's that's what they're trying to they recapture. You know, a throwback feel. You you how can you disagree with that? No, I don't. I I I do think they have a throwback feel. I just don't think that that's outside of their persona. Like, what if they're just quote unquote throwback guys in their person? Like, you know how? Well, true. True. Like, what if that's them? That's I, don't, I don't like it. That's okay. okay. <laughs> but they don't work for me. I don't, All right. I, they, that I'm works. sure they don't give a rat's ass if I like it or not. I'm just giving my opinion. And that's no knock on them professionally. Right. As a, a former wrestler to a younger wrestlers, they're very good in their ring. Their timing's excellent. Their physicality's excellent. I have no problem with the way they work. I think they're excellent. I, their promo work is very good. I like Ruby Red. That's her name, right? Ruby Red. Ruby Red. I like Ruby Red. Ruby Red. Well, because she wears a little red. I like her. I, I'm saying I like that. That like like Bailey find who she, Bailey finds who she is. Okay, I think Charlotte is something that's a little different. It's a spinoff of her dad. That's different. She's coming from that legacy, but she still works within herself. Charlotte, you know, like uh, uh, Sasha Banks, the whole boss thing. The, these are original feeling things. You take little elements here and there of people, but not glaring. American Alpha, the stuff they do is glaring. Uh, stealing, uh, not stealing, it's the wrong word, it's an exaggeration. Of kind of like a light hacking, or or with these guys here, the revival, or, or, you know, like, I just think that you gotta be, it's important to be, to f- take elements here and there of all the talents that either you liked or you feel you can play off of. But you got to, when I see you or someone sees you, they can't think of those other people for the most part. They got to think of you. Look, real quick, I know we're running late. I, like like back in the day, I, I've said this a long time ago, the Tasmaniac, the character I have, the Tasmaniac. Now, it didn't take off to huge levels of WWE or nothing like that, but it did pretty good early on in, in, in uh, ECW. You know, before it morphed into the human suplex machine. And the Tasmaniac, basically, I, I took elements of the Missing Link. I took elements of the Wild Samoans. I took some of the concepts of suplexing from the Steiners, and that was the Tasmaniac. No one, not many people thought of that, meaning like when they saw me, they didn't say, oh, it's the missing link. I wasn't grabbing the back of my hair hair and screaming and painting my face with green stuff. I painted my face, but I wasn't, you know, banging my head into the turnbuckle like him or going crazy like that. I took his jumping up and down thing. Uh, the Wild Samoans are just savages, so I wanted that feel. And I brought some technique in with suplexing. So I, it, it's tough, though. The more years go by, it's tougher and tougher for younger wrestlers to find new stuff. Bobby Doe says on the Facebook Live, Missing Link is a good dude. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the, I was always a big fan of the Missing Link. Always. You know what I mean? Underratedly good talent to Robinson. Jerry in New Jersey, you are on the Taz show. Good moment, Taz. I uh, would say good moment to the other guy, but meh. Well, there you uh, go. I just wanted to put over there Goldberg, is. and I think, you know, he exceeded uh, most people's expectations on it. I think that was a good match. I thought it was good. I, like I said the other night on the special, uh, Jerry, I thought that it was a good deal because they took, they just, they worked that 10 minute deal around a few moves and they, they creatively did a good job with it. I, I have no problem with it. And I don't know if you saw, but uh, Goldberg at the end of Raw was actually there on Raw Talk and he was in the arena and uh, he basically did a, a goodbye promo. And uh, yeah, and he interacted. Uh, he, with, with, why would he turn away the money? If the ATM spitting out 20s, why not take them? Nah, bro? it's not that easy, dude. When your body. Listen, Jerry, let me teach you something, bro. Seriously, I understand what you're saying. In a, in a blue-collar world, you're right. But in the business world of wrestling, first of all, 
I don't know if he's going to get the opportunity again. He had his run, and that's that. That's how that works. That's number one. Number two, bro, I'm telling you, when you get older, your body can only do so much, and, and those bumps take a lot out of you. You know what I'm saying? So, Jerry, thank you for calling, bro. Um, but if you watch the promo, yeah, he was in, the, he was in there, and he had his son with him and his wife, and I'm sure Katie Lindendahl was cringing throughout uh, that. Remember she said about uh, enough with the family stuff? Remember that? She did. I can't wait to see Katie next with her... Uh her WrestleMania predictions were not. She bombed, huh? Were not very good. Okay. When she comes on, that needs to be. We need to back everything up. <laughs> and we need to play that for the gadget expert herself, Katie Linendahl. Just saying. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, I got to get ready to wrap this thing up. I'm ready in the fifth quarter here. I mean, uh, you know, now I got to send another. Another invoice, and they're mad at me as it is. Hey, James in North Carolina, you were on the Taz Show. What's up? Good moment, Taz. Good moment. Uh, just uh, two points about WrestleMania real quick. Go. Um, honestly, I thought the criticism was a little harsh. I thought this year made last year's WrestleMania look... What, 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 what criticism? Who criticized it? Uh, just a lot of people thinking that it was boring and that it wasn't. it didn't... I thought it delivered well, and actually, yeah. I thought the non-championship matches were ten times better than all of the championship <clears throat> matches. Well, it's fun. I, I listen. I I liked it, James. I'm with you. I liked the show, and I don't know if, if you heard my special or not, or watched I it. Did. On, you did. Yep. It was weird, dude. If you did, so you heard it was weird, right? Because there was a. Um, some people were praising WrestleMania, and some were burying it on the special. So it was a, a cool mix. I got to be honest. Yeah, and, and to me, like I said, and I got kind of offended when Charlotte came out last in the women's match because the champion comes out last. That's just Listen, bro, here's the thing, James. A lot of people are like you. They don't like that when that stuff happens. But it, that's, And I get it. I understand why people like yourself and others say the champion, you know, that's a different time now. It's, it's changed. The business is different now. We see champions coming out first all the time. And as a wrestler, you kind of, you know, you want to maximize your pop. And sometimes coming out first maximizes your pop. I get you saying, it's kind of an old school thing what you're saying. I don't disagree, but I think, uh, and I'm, I'm the master of nitpicking, you know, you know that. But yeah. that with that, I don't nitpick, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but WrestleMania, like, I, like last year, to me, the show's kind of stale. And one thing I really liked about this year is we didn't really have any backstage moments it was just sure. kind of like i don't go, think so go, right go. Yeah. and that's that's how i feel too because i'm just like wrestlemania doesn't have time for backstage moments because it's wrestlemania you know it's yeah it's when the matches happen no promos yeah i could do without the pitbull uh, gimmick i could tell you that um, that that you know that sucked. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, James, thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate it. I mean, really, enough. Uh, pipple, pipple, pipple. What's that song? Something like that. Yeah. Nailed it. Jump, you just did jump, man. Jump, pipple, pipple, pipple. <laughs> pipple, pipple. I don't need no pipple, robo tussin. Hey, uh, Freddie in California, last call of the day. Uh, you're on a Taz show. What's up? Oh, I feel honored, Taz. Uh, how you doing, Poppy, Poppy uh, Taz? How are you? What's up, my friend? Uh, and actually, the, the song of uh, you know, Tony, you, you mentioned Pitbull. They they call him uh, Mr. Worldwide. I, I that's me now. That. Yeah, no, no, that's I'm oh, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, it's my new gimmick. Yeah, Dennis, you know it, right? You know, it. yeah, Mr. Worldwide. Me. Yeah, that's you, 100. percent Absolutely, it's my new gimmick. I stole it from him completely, Freddie. <laughs> I don't. I, I actually, uh, I know you're pressed for time, so I'll make this quick. 
So, uh, undefeated last match, man. He went out uh, just with integrity and dignity, man. This this guy had a hell of a run, and uh, you know he he's the most loyal. He's the most loyal uh, one in WWE. He's a constant to WWE. Absolutely. Keep uh, 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 roaming over. Yeah, he did. He's a true pro, and you're right, Freddie. Uh, he's the, he was the cornerstone. He was any of those adjectives you want to use. He definitely uh, loyal is definitely the right word. And thank you for calling, Freddie. I appreciate it. I got I'm I gotta run, but um, yeah, man. Uh, no doubt, Taker had an amazing career, and I've had the opportunity not just to know Taker but wrestle Taker. And do small amount of business with him, and I can tell you from experience, uh, great guy. And I'm not in that WWE locker room anymore, but I'm sure he's going to be missed uh, for sure. Um, you know, just a legend in, in itself, no doubt. So, is yeah. he the kind of guy that would take on a role at the Performance Center and, I and doubt like, mentor? That. I don't right? think so. I mean, well, I shouldn't say I just doubt it like that. I mean, I think maybe once in a blue moon. I think if if he was in town or you know whatever, he's going to take his family to go to Disney. I don't know something. I, I don't think he's going to. A, he doesn't need the money. Okay, that's number one. All right, he's obviously done very well financially for himself. So I don't think he needs the money. Uh, and B, um, I know he's the type to like to give back to the business. I could see him liking talking to someone about whatever, a, a physicality in a match or a promo. I could see that, but I don't think on a regular basis. You know, I think uh, every once in a while is like a, a special attraction. Um, I don't know if you want to do that. I think you, I don't think you're going to see him for quite some time, especially the way he left, very anonymous. And then before I wrap up, I think it was very cool, too. I, I know a lot of you guys saw this, too, online. Um, I, don't, I guess WWE tweeted it or somebody tweeted it. It was a photo of the uh, – while the, the ring crew and everybody production crew was breaking down WrestleMania, <laughs> Taker's jacket and, and, and hat was left in the middle of the ring still. It was wild. That's very, very wild and very, very cool. I mean, that's, you know, you don't hear or see that much in the business, you know, like like having people go out like that. Uh, and it's well-deserved. I mean, um, it's well-deserved. And uh, before, I, um, before I wrap up, I want to say Stephen Smith on Facebook Live, thank you. He said, Hall of Fame is not ready for Taz. That's a compliment, right, Dennis, what you say? Uh, yeah, I would take it as a compliment. Stephen's saying I am bigger than the whole Hall of Fame. I like that. That's pretty good. Not today. Maybe not. But, um, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm down. Steven said it, I'm in. <laughs> I think that's it. Are we good here? Are we good? I think there's anything else we got to handle. Um, I just want to get your opinion quick on what did you think of Mr. McMahon coming out talking about the superstar shakeup? Do you think it's going to be like a draft or just, uh, a couple, draft. just a couple guys crossing over? I think so. That's what I think is going to happen. Surprise, like surprises, you know? And then... Seems like AJ's really... Act like he's coming. He even tweeted something about it. You know, he even hashtagged Raw, which is starting to make me think he ain't going. That's what I'm starting to think because it's too much. The red, red herring. Glove, red herring. That's your gimmick. Red glove, <laughs> blue glove, OJ glove, all that stuff. You know what I mean? One glove, you know? Michael Jackson style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think he's. I don't, I don't know. Well, who knows? I, 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 but to, to your question, I don't think it's going to be a draft. I think it's. Like, just you're watching uh, Raw, and all of a sudden, you know, Dean Ambrose's music hits. Like, whoa, what the hell? You know, and he's on Raw now, you know? Well, maybe you're watching SmackDown. Next thing you know, um, you know, or maybe the announcers, announcers come up, and it's Michael Cole on, um, you know, uh, commentating SmackDown. You know, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but you never know. Those type of things, you know? And then lastly, SmackDown tonight. It's it'll be the first SmackDown after WrestleMania. Any big surprises? We think is there an NXT guy that I'm a huge fan of that might show up tonight? 
Oh, does his name sound like Knock? <laughs> it sounds exactly like I can't Knock. Think of anything that rhyme with Knock. Bach? No. There's a whole mock. That's one of the easiest. Rock? I almost said rock. That would have been a good does one. Does his name rhyme with Mock? Is it Knock? <laughs> Something you do to a door? Yeah. Hello. Not to be the bosses after this show. Uh, Tess, can we talk to you? <laughs> nope, you nope. I'm busy. If you didn't listen to Seg 1, oh yeah, I might be gone soon. Promo cutting <laughs> Jones on the company. Not good. Oh, Nelly. I think that's it. Oh, we're good? I guess so. <laughs> no one ever ends a show like that. Yeah, let's see. Anything else, that's huh? it. And we're already in the fifth quarter here. I mean, I already got to send the invoice, so... Doing it as we speak. <laughs> invoice. I got that screenshot. Sent the invoice. Uh, I guess that's it, guys. We're done here. All right, tomorrow uh, will be uh, Wednesday. And um, I'll be here and talk some SmackDown with you guys. Uh, I didn't get enough sports talk. I just want to say the Mets did win, which made me happy. Your Yankees lost Tanaka. Oh, dude, did yeah, not look good at all. He got buried. So he got, yeah, he didn't look good. I mean, give the guy a break. He's, just, he's got another 161 games. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm not well, a sky is falling guy. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Sky is falling, and then it falls on top of your ass. I hear you. On that note, um, appreciate again everybody who jumped on top, listened to the post so special, or watched it from WrestleMania. I appreciate the love. You guys know who's running the game. Come on. Let's be honest. It's all of us. The We Over Nation. We're doing it. And uh, Indie Indies will be back. I said, Deanna will come on next week, a Monday. And then I guess we'll hopefully get our regular rotation. we got to reach out to the other female professionals. And uh, Veda and Tala. On that note, uh, for everybody hit the Taz Show, I'm Taz, you're not. See you tomorrow. screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid. Now, I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at, to go and pour another drink just to get away, we gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay, I'm hoping I won't let you go.